0: Hello and welcome to the Girls on Fire podcast. My name is Edwina and I'm here with also Edwina but Eddie for the time being um, and Grace and Jenna Lee. I just started as the assistant director of Boarding and today we'll be talking all about the Boarding house, the girls up there and I guess my journey to how I came to MLC. Edwina. Since starting as the
1: Director of Boarding um, or Assistant Director of Boarding, like I know that you were in the day school previously and you were like doing a little bit of this PE stuff now and now that you've come up into like the boarding house, like do you reckon that's like changed and like you feel like more connected? I don't know what I'm saying. Like,
0: Yeah, no, I think I obviously came and did my prac last term in term three. Well, sorry, last year in term three. And I had a really great experience in the PE department. Um, The people down there were really fantastic and the girls i met and taught were awesome as well but i also then got intern for got to spend time with you guys as well i was rec officer and i got to go out on activities with you guys and so when this job came up in the boarding house i kind of felt it was natural to want to spend more time with you guys and if i was successful that my progression into that role was going to be really kind of seamless and it has been I've been having such a good time with you guys and getting to know you outside of school and up in the boarding house and I get to just have general chats with you and not feel like you're <laughs> going to get in trouble because I'm not a teacher. I'm just kind of like a friend up in the boarding house, someone that you guys can get advice from and, you know, we can swap stories with and stuff. I, yeah, it's just been a very natural thing that's happened and I'm really enjoying it so far.
1: We're enjoying having you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so it really insincere. I mean, I'm being sincere. We're enjoying
0: having you here. It's been really good. Now, how do you guys feel about, I guess it's not a massive change because you've still got Mrs B as the director, but having, I guess, two people up in the boarding house. It makes it so much it's easier. So much easier. So much so easier.
1: Because obviously when there's just one, like you, there's no way it's physically possible for them to be the seven days a week. Time. It's too or much. at least five days a week, it's too much. Whereas when there's two, it's kind of like way more spread out, mm-hmm. which I think really helps because, like, you know, there's always someone there. Yeah, I don't know. I really, I think that's so much better to have.
0: It's obviously hard, I guess, on one person to be there seven yeah. days a week, and, and we're not like
1: expecting her to come seven days a week because obviously she needs a life outside of her job. But and you still, like, have and as we well. still have house mothers, and we still have house mothers, <laughs> but it's I don't know. It's like an extra person we can talk to and like knowing if you've got that- problems you're not the only one makes it a bit better because sometimes if we're looking for someone that we need help with, we know, that if yeah.
2: Mrs is not here, then
1: you may be here and it's just good that we can rely on you too.
2: And like both of you have different abilities that you like help us with as well. But you're both Miss B, which makes it a bit confusing.
0: No, that is the most confusing thing about the whole thing. Mrs B asked me, she said, what do you want to be known to, to the girls? And I said, oh, they can just call me Mrs B. And then I was like, Oh, that doesn't make it any sense. We can't oh, that, just being Mrs. Me. That doesn't make it any so better. I'm like, I think I'm stuck with Edwina. <laughs> so all the day girls, whenever you guys are like, "Hey, Edwina." And the day I was <gasps> like, what? <laughs> She's a teacher. You can't call her a Duena. And I'm like, I think that's normal. I'm pretty sure they can, they do that because they call me a Duena in the boarding house. So I think that's just a thing now. It's more like the fact that
1: like you're kind of like, no, like, you know, the Olympian thing. Like you're like up there. And then like we're just calling around calling you Eddie or a Duena, And then they're like, but that's a teacher. That's like a member of starch. You can't call it by her first name. Well, you can. I remember when I first wanted, you had first come into the boarding house, like, You'd just come because you were doing your like traineeship with hockey or something. I can't remember. But you'd come and we were doing rotations of leadership speeches and my group was the one group that missed out getting to hear from you and I was so upset. <laughs> I actually I remember like, her coming up and saying, I didn't get to hear from Miss Boyne. <laughs> <laughs> I was so upset. And then when I came to boarding this year, I was like, hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. Now I get to spend my All week this quality time.
0: <laughs> and you haven't asked me any of those questions yet. I'm I'm still ready to tell you my story. What's your story? No, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm no, I've had like a bit of a I guess a roundabout trip that got me to Perth. So I grew up in country New South Wales in a place called Orange. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's Every that and it's a fruit and a colour and a city apparently. And in there's New a South very Wales. good agricultural college. Is it orange? There is. So Orange is known for its apples and cherries. oh no yeah we have a big like mountain and we have a lake and it's it's a lovely place you should visit if you get a chance um and then I finished school I moved to Canberra I was still kind of playing hockey like just casually with my friends when I moved to uni it was kind of like the best way to meet people and then I guess my first year in Canberra they were like oh she's pretty good (laughs) so they put me in uh an academy team in Canberra and they put me in my first state team I ever made when I was 19 and um, then I played for the open side and then all of this kind of like snowballed kind of took a, it was a long progressive build of a snowball over five years. And then I got picked in the national team and I had to move to Perth. So I didn't have a choice, but to move to Perth to be part of the hockey room setup over here and train with the team every day. Um, and I guess I've been here ever since. And I did a degree in Canberra, so I did sports management. And when I came to Perth, hockey was like my sole focus, but I guess I got to like the end part of my career and I didn't really know what I wanted to do next, but I loved coaching. I love being around groups of people. And I was like, what kind of job is going to give me that opportunity to do that every day and build relationships with people of the same age, but younger people, older people, and teaching just kind of seemed like it was going to be the best idea and um, started my master's. It took me four years, mm-hmm. but <laughs> finally got there whilst training and trying to study and travel and things like that. But COVID, I guess that was one good thing about COVID was that I got a big chunk of my study finished and with Tokyo kind of coming to a close even though it got delayed a year, It gave me time to finish my studies, go to Tokyo, come back, do my prac and pretty much graduate and kind of go straight into this role here. So timing-wise, it's been perfect. It's been amazing. So I've been very lucky along the way as well with all the opportunities and I had to be very resilient because of I guess that period between Canberra and moving to Perth was quite long. And I was probably one of the oldest debutantes for the Hockey Roos in a while because I was 25 when I first started playing. But I've had a very good career, no, not many injuries. And it was sad to kind of give it up, but I think I gave it up for the right reasons. Um, the team is looking for the next Olympics in Paris. It's three years. But I was also really excited to come and work with these guys. And the opportunity was just too good to give up. And I love what I do. And I love being around these girls in the boarding house. So definitely wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> Joke. Do not change my mind. All right? We won't. <laughs> Do not change my mind. Um, I have a question. So,
1: you know, there's, there was a lot of talk, and I know I've asked you about this before, but I've never asked you about it on podcast. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so the beds in the Tokyo Olympics, I know there's like a lot oh, of talk no. about the cardboard yeah. beds, oh, right? Why does
0: like, this always come up really interesting and there was so much
1: talk about it on yeah. the like you know media or whatever um are the beds in the boarding house or the tokyo olympics which are more comfortable
0: well obviously in the boarding house why that's, that's def- not even a, it's not a i don't even have to think they about made that out of cardboard the beds were made out of cardboard but it's not kind of that's why as you would think <laughs> it's kind of oh, yeah so the cardboard <laughs> beds are in like two pieces so there was like a top bit and then a bottom bit so it's not like it was just going to cave in it was quite sturdy we had some of our girls jump on them and they still didn't break but it had like cardboard and then a mattress on top and then you they gave us all a mattress protector so like a little sponge topper so they were comfy enough but
2: were the boxes hollow so you could hide in them
0: so I put my suitcase under the bed. So it was kind of like they had two legs and it was kind oh, of hollow. Really? So I put my suitcase under under a bit of it. So, I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was like they were comfy enough, but I don't know, like I've traveled to a lot of like Asian countries like China and Japan and a lot of their beds are quite solid. Yeah. So this wasn't any kind of different to any of those beds that I'd slept on before. And everyone took their own pillow and stuff. So you kind of get that little bit of comfort in your own pillow even if the bed's not the most comfy but I mean it was only for what 12 days so it wasn't too bad. Did you did you get one of those suitcases that was like clear and
1: said Oz and your name on it and stuff? Yeah and did you get to Oh, cool. Do you still have it?
0: Yeah, She's not no, going to no, it out, is she? No, so everything, like we all got it, we got delivered to Perth. So that big crumpler suitcase and inside it comes with stickers. So you decorate it as you want. So you can put like a big sticker of a Vegemite or a picture of Australia or you can, they give you all these letters so you can write your name on it. So you kind of can personalize your suitcase and mine just, well, not just it was probably at the end of last year, just got home on the ship. Cause it took about three or four months to get home on the ship, but it was kind of exciting to get it home and remember what it looked like and get all my uniform back and, and things like that. But now I've got boxes and boxes of old uniform from Com games and Olympics and past squads and changes of brands and things like that at home. And I'm just going to bring it in and give it to you guys because Your I don't know what to, be to do with it. <laughs> Everyone spirit. in the boarding house is going around with like, oh,
1: <laughs> sports <laughs> week. And then we'll just be like walking around <laughs> like, oh, border. <laughs> That's a
0: border. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my shed at home is just full of boxes of old uniforms. I'm going to keep like some for my future children, but like there's so much of it that you guys. We'll just deck you guys all out with shirts and shorts and socks and. I will reserve some for my favourite. No, I don't have favourites. You, you can't pick your favourite children. <laughs> How long have you guys been in the
1: boarding house for?
0: Eddie? Um,
1: this is my fifth year, so I came in year seven. Grace?
0: Oh, this is my second year. Nice. Generally, my third year. Oh, third. wow. And you, that wait, one. hold on. Tell us your story generally of your uh, first entrance to the boarding house. <laughs> <laughs> we all want to hear <laughs> it. <laughs> well,
1: so the girls were lining up to go to Claremont, and I was coming back up the stairs, the great centenary stairs, <laughs> with all my bags and everything from Claremont because I'd just bought new bedding and I was very excited to put it on my bed. I come up with my bags and my mom. And I trip in front of everyone who is standing on the stairs ready to go to Claremont. And I was so embarrassed that I literally walked out with a red face and yeah. And to top it off with on the same night, the very first night at dinner, I realized that there's a ledge around the, where you go scrape your plate. I tripped on that too as (laughs) (laughs) well. It just, it was not a very, I did, I did this on my, one of my first days, um, I, there's a box of cutlery and we used to have these like bot, like they were like, I don't know how to explain them. They were like pot plant kind of, but like, you know, decorated ones, aesthetic ones. And all the, (laughs) all the knives were in them. And I'm like, first week I went to grab a knife and they just went, boom, all of them just (laughs) fell out on the floor. So there'd been like. 70 80 knives just fell onto the floor. I was just little tiny 11-year-old like year 7 and I just sat there and I was like oh, oh, and I the like, job. Oh. And I so I think it's a
0: coming of age kind of thing. Like you've got to do it before. You like, do you've got to do something embarrassing the boarding house to uh, be accepted. What are some of the benefits of, I guess, living on campus, living on living at school? The time it takes to get to school. Yeah, no, it's You don't great. need to leave the boarding house
1: until like 8.25 <laughs> and then I'm like on time. And doing the classic like walking in late with a piece of toast. That's yeah. what makes me feel happy. That is like a border like, classic. Oh, I feel like a border today. Oh. And, like, I know Jen probably feels the same with um, swimming, but I've started rowing and I means I can wake up at 5 and be down there at 5.15 for, like, early morning, like, rowing sessions, which is quite handy because everyone else has been awake for, like, an hour and I'm like, 15 minutes. Just rolled out of <laughs> bed. Just roll out of
0: bed. <laughs> I haven't even asked where are you guys from. I know obviously we've got borders from all over. Everywhere. WA. I guess at the moment, but
1: specifically? um, Well, I come from a farm just out of Wagen, so that's about three hours southeast
2: of here. Um, Well, I live on the station out near Carnarvon, but then I own two other properties, one down near Morawa and one also up near Carnarvon again. Me? Um, Well,
1: Bumbry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically, Yeah. She yeah. likes to
0: tell us that she's a rural well, girl. Let me tell her that she comes from Bumbry. a city.
1: Well, you you
0: tell us, Jen. You put us straight.
1: <laughs> Where are you from? It's in Capelshire.
2: <laughs> um, it's <Bumbry>. just. <laughs>
1: No, it's Dal Yellop, so it's close to the beach. It's really nice, yeah. But what do you guys think of the food generally? Um, I love the food in the boarding house. Um, I like how there's, like, always so many options, um, especially at recess and lunchtime. Um, there's always, like, a salad available, um, and that really helps. And there's always fruit at dinner. Oh, the fruit, really good. Awesome. The fruit recently has been yeah, so, good. so good. Yeah, um,
2: it's so good. It's good. And at, like, lunchtime, we and have, like, salads. a buffet. Salads, oh, salads are hitting Like the, the coleslaw
1: and stuff, yeah. And with the feta cheese in it. Oh. oh. So <laughs> good. <laughs> If you were given the chance to say something to your 16, 15, 13 year old self, what
0: would you, what would you say to them? Hmm, That's a good question. I mean, I loved school. I had so many good friends at school. And when I was at school, I literally would just say yes to playing every sport at school. I would, if there was a trip to Sydney, because Orange is like three hours from Sydney, if there was a trip to Sydney, I was getting on that bus and I was going for whatever sport that was going to be, I was getting on and I was getting out of class. So, I mean, I definitely think as it got to my year 11 and 12, studying became really, really important to me. So I had to find a balance and I probably feel like there always has to be some kind of balance and sometimes it's studying and sometimes it's sport and it took me a really long time to try and find where my balance was but I think it made me a better person because I've been able to have all these really awesome opportunities playing sport but also all these really awesome opportunities to come and meet you guys to get a really good job here but also go to uni and be successful at um, getting through my degree as well so just being able to I guess my advice would be to find where your balance is so that when opportunities arise, you don't like miss out on things. And I guess when I was growing up, I just used to say yes to everything, even though I might've been a bit standoffish about whether I should do it or not, or whether I was good enough to do it or not. I mean, you're never going to find out if you just say no. So if you say yes to opportunities, even though you're not sure you'll find out and you'll see if it's, if it fits and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it does and you have to try it to, to find out. I kind of I liked the path I've been on. It's obviously been really hard, but whose path is doesn't get hard. Sometimes you got to have the challenges to get. Yeah. And I think it makes you a better person makes you very like resilient as well. So you learn from mistakes. Not everyone can be perfect. Oh, I can. Edwina's trying really hard. (laughs) But that's what I mean. Like it could be something little. Like you might fail one test and then go, okay, I've got to study. Ace the next one. Mm. Or ask a teacher for help saying, okay, I failed that test. Can you help me? Even though you're like, I'm so embarrassed because I failed the test. I have now have to ask for help. But then you go the next test way more prepared and you ace it. So it's just... Yeah. Sometimes it's uncomfortable, but the, how do you guys feel about being away from home? I've never really been phased
1: by it, which is, I think people always find it funny because I was quite young. I'm always like the youngest in my year group. Um, so I was 11 when I left home. Um, which I think people are normally like, Oh my God, that's so young. Like you must've missed your parents so much. I kind of didn't. I, I think it's probably to do with MLC. Um, okay my mom's favorite story to tell is that I didn't call her for the first three weeks of so I was this 11 year old who's just left home she's an empty nester now because my brother was also gone but he was like before and um she had to call up the boarding house and be like is Adwina still there like I haven't heard from her is she okay and they're like yeah she's fine they came to me it's like give your mom a call and I was like why and they were like she's missing um and yeah, so don't do that. Yeah, If anyone's but, listening that's coming to Say, call your I parents. I suppose at times boarding can be different for everyone because some people feel a bit homesick at times, mm. other times not so much. And it doesn't matter age, you're going to get that regardless. Like at the start of this year I didn't feel very, like it takes about a week for me to kind of adjust back to being here, which is fine, but sometimes it can be just randomly during the middle of the week I'm like, Yeah i i'm I mean, missing home a bit today coming from like living with like four people to living with 60 girls you're yeah. like oh, yeah so many girls so many yeah. people everyone at all times like people yeah. around you but like knowing that everyone else is also in that boat kind of gives you a bit of peace of mind that you're, and also it helps you're not that alone love the girls like i love all my all of the girls um for. No. I'm oh, not. you're gender just okay. <laughs> <laughs> just sending me messages like, um, no, 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 I love like my little buddies and my little sisters and my bigger sisters. Um, so I like I love boarding. And I think yeah. I said before, like, you know, the 60 girls, like coming back and being in a like a house with 60 girls,
0: like it helps so much that we like each other. Grace, you're only in your second year of boarding. How are you finding
2: it? Well, for me it's quite hard and difficult because like i honestly, I've never really been away from home. So I'm used to being alone with all my animals and all that. And I find that very difficult to be around everybody with heaps of people. And usually because I have three older brothers, I'm usually with boys all the time. So it's a very different environment with just girls. And it's also really hard for me because like, I don't have my animals and my horse, obviously, and I love riding. Um, She's very good at it too. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's quite difficult for me. It's easier because there's people that also in the same boat, like Jenny Lee said. Jenny Lee and Edwina are probably two of the closest people. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> closest Both to Both. <laughs> and like they're know. two of the ones that I can that I go to most of the time, um, they know what, what I'm going through as well. So yeah. And you've got three big
0: brothers, but now
2: 50 (laughs) sisters.
0: It's
1: a
2: little bit of a change (laughs) sometimes.
1: I really like the idea of like the sisters thing. Um, like, as I said, Grace is like my little sister and Jen's like my big sister. And like, I love the idea that if anything goes wrong, like it could be the smallest thing. Like I failed a maths test and I could go to, any of the girls and just say, oh my God, I failed my maths test. Like I love going to being able to just go even like small things or things that I don't think are so big. And I can just go to the girls. And I like to think that they can do the same for me, you know, a friendship fire or something like maybe Jen's had some problems with some of the girls in her year. And I feel like I like to think that she's comfortable to come and talk to me like a real sister would like, you know, and I like to think that, you know, these girls can do the same. And I think it's very sister like in that Obviously, because we spend so much time together, but it's like, I don't know, I
0: like yeah. no, small I, things. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's why um, the MLC boarding house is so great. And I found yeah. it really easy to kind of step into my role, and everyone's been so welcoming because it is such a close knit community. Mm-hmm. We look after each other. And even if I do something that's kind of not quite right the girls are very quick to tell me that that's <laughs> not right but so they should like it is it's like yeah. a big house up there and like we have each other's backs and we look after each other and like it's awesome for these girls because not only do they look after each other in the boarding house and after school but if something's going on at school during the day you can always go and see them yeah because we're always on campus we're always around so it's kind of like a 24 7 got you back kind of thing with these girls and it's amazing thank you for joining myself edwina eddie and grace
1: listening to the girls on fire podcast we add in borders do it add, add in borders do it best at the end though because that's like
0: iconic is that the motto
1: yeah. Yes. yeah well it should be yeah <laughs>